Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by all three of the boys today, Kyle, Matt, and Thacker. And today we're talking about what has become, at least for me, probably one of the more disappointing titles of the year. Not going to say worse, we've got a separate episode coming for that. Uh, But we're talking about the Callisto Protocol today. Uh, I guess, and someone someone correct me if I'm wrong on this, is this supposed to be the spiritual successor to Dead Space, or was it just the fact that it was made in a similar likeness? Um, Honestly, it's a spiritual successor, honestly. I mean, it's... Is that what we think? Yeah. Games. yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, if that's what it is, and that's what it is, that's fair. Um, I feel like to start, we should just give what things we think work in this game because like, this is a hard game to talk about. It's kind of like Sonic Frontiers in that aspect, in that there are things that work, and there are things that come nowhere close to working. I'm going to be upfront and honest about how I'm going to be this episode right now. I despise this game. I really do not like this game. And I don't think that either any of you three liked it that much either. But I'm only going to speak for myself here. I did not like this game. However, I'm going to be objective. And I'm going to give the game its due credit. So Kyle, we're going to start with you, my man. The best thing about this game, I think me and you have both said this, is the atmosphere. The atmosphere and the environment of this game really is probably the best part of this game. Yes, they did a great job world building. Um, every area, uh, I, I did enjoy looking, um, around exploring as unrewarding as exploring was the visuals are a whole other, you know, thing to talk about. It was, this game was pretty visually impressive. I, I, I agree. I hate it. Cause I, I liked looking at the game, but I also hated looking at the game. Because <laughs> I had to play it, because you know, but I I really enjoyed you know early on the way they set you you know in the cells in this prison and when everything starts going to shit like it's crazy to see everything on fire and there's people falling off you know the rails and there's enemies in the background attacking people and. You know, one of my favorite levels was definitely uh, the level Lost, where you were outside. Yeah, I agree. Snow. There was that. There was so much to look at there, and that was, it really felt like you were, you know, in a different area, and it did not have the scorn effect where it was every single level looks just blended together. Yeah, I agree. I think that this game does a good job building that horror vibe. I think that at a point it does become a little over-reliant on jump scares. And the worst part of the jump scares is that there are some of them that you come you see coming from a mile away. So, for example, in the like one of the later levels, I think this is the level, the tower. I think this is the last level. There's a couple hallways where you see like these aliens or these bodies on these gurneys. And the first time I came across them, I said, I already know for sure one of these is going to jump at me. Took three steps forward, and sure enough, one of them jumped at me. Uh, but other than that, I feel like the atmosphere, the vibe of this game is, is very much in check. I think there's a lot of things it does well. I think the moments where you do go outside, I think it really does build this vibe and give you the feeling of this is an inhabitable... I, I can't think of the right word, but it's an inhabitable planet, meaning that you can't live there. I probably butchered that word, but who cares? Um, this isn't an English class. This is a gaming podcast, for fuck's sake. Uh, but... 
I think that it does a good job of showing you this is a place where normal life cannot live, cannot thrive. And, and that works. And I think, Matt, you know, we did talk about some of the levels we didn't like were the later levels, like, you know, the colony and uh, specifically in the colony, like Hightown. But I do want to give that level its due credit, Matt. And I think that you would agree here. I really do feel like that level was well-designed. It's more so the combat that holds it back, just like a lot of the game. Yeah, Hightown was well-designed. Um, my problem came with it is it felt very like scarce to find health. And um, it just felt like that around every corner, around every room, that there was just something waiting to attack you. And I understand that this game is supposed to have, you know, a quite a difficult to it. Even on the easiest settings, I found myself dying a lot. Um, yeah. And that pretty much goes based off of the combat here itself, which is, you know, you get a weapon, like a, like a shock baton, at some point in the game, and that was actually the main weapon that I used uh, most of my upgrades on. But there was a lot of variety with the guns as well. You know, you got your typical shotgun, you got your typical pistol, and um, got your um, surprisingly no sniper rifle. Honestly, <laughs> that would have been funny if there had been a sniper rifle it in this game. Been, it would have been. Um, and. One thing that I really think that they utilize well here with some of the features with the, the dual sense is like when you're walking in a hallway, you can actually feel like the rumblings of the enemies traveling through the vents, which was very well, you know, realized there. And it worked really well. Like in, in Hightown, there's a lot of that um, that you'll like you'll feel like the, the controller shaking with the enemies rolling around in the vents and you knew it was coming. And after you collected the key card that you needed to uh, to take the elevator out of Hightown uh, on my way back, it was just, they're, they're just throwing enemy after enemy. I go back down the ladder. Like, I cleared up the room before, you know, going off onto a different area. And I go down that ladder to the lower areas, and it's just filled up with enemies again, and I'm low on health. And I, I think that the game does a really good balance between wanting to, you know, use stealth and wanting to have you actually, you know, uh, go in combat because you really got to think about it and you got to think about using, you know, your melee weapon or using your weapons. And I think that they did a good combination of that when you're in the middle of a combo and you're able to get like one or two hits. And then it gives you like a little reticle marker to indicate that you can shoot, which comes in handy with the villains who have villains enemies <laughs> who have like the parasites coming out of them before they transform yeah and it becomes really they become a lot more difficult uh level design there was another level that i did not like on top of Hightown, and that was just like when you're on these lower areas trying to uh locate uh these these breakers there's these enemies that are blind and yeah i wasn't a fan of that either yeah and it's not just the fact that they did it one time, which I thought was fine. Uh, it was a great way to build the tension, especially like I like the fact that the enemies were blind because it really like you 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 know they made you utilize stealth a lot more here, and that's what I did. I like you know crouched down so the whole entire section and got up behind them and you know used the X in order to stab them from behind with the shiv, which I'm really glad that this game has a shiv that doesn't break. 
Isn't it you, Last of Us? <laughs> uh, and that, that, that's just a few of the things that I, I have to say on, on that. Yeah, I, I think that I agree with all of those points. Like, that's, that's what makes this game hard to talk about, is there are things I really, really like. And I think that another thing that's really impressive, and I think we all agreed on, the performances as a whole in this game are really, really good. I think that... You know, Josh Dumel as the lead as Jacob and, and Karen Fukuhara as Danny. I think those two are the high points, and I think Danny in particular really steals the show. Um, Elias is a really, really interesting character as well. Uh, did not like much else about the narrative, about the story. Didn't really like much else, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the last thing I want to say, and Thacker, you know, we, we, we we've talked a little bit about this. Uh, the performance in the game, like the the overall technical performance of the game, it's gotten a lot of heat, specifically from the PC port, because the PC version was not well optimized at launch, and we can admit that. None of us played the PC version. We all played it on PS5. So I, I feel like there's a lot of parts, there's a lot of parts in this game that there's that look really good. You know, like the first time I think that, you know, you get the cutscene where you have to look out the window and you see the habitat dome and you see like the landscape of the of the planet you're on. It, it it looks really really good. Character models look really good, and I don't think I had any any frame rate drops that I can really remember that were all that you know again that were all that memorable. So I feel like Thacker, this game really does get high marks in performance. Do you think the same? Coming coming from somebody who loved the Dead Space games and seeing them go from that to now this, I would have to honestly agree. The game looks phenomenal just taking in all the environments, seeing every scene, even down to the smallest detail of the blood splatters. Yes. Like they made this game physically look amazing. And the enemy designs it, are good too. Those are really good as well. They really are. And it's one of those that it kind of makes you want to pause in the middle of fighting one of these enemies and just zoom in on photo mode and actually look at them and see the detail the grotesque uh hideous detail that they put into these uh characters and everything and these enemies and just make it all come together really make you feel like you're in a game that has just been taken over I liked also, this was a small little detail, Thacker, and we talk about, you know, the little details being the biggest difference in a lot of games. I loved how if you got into a fight with some enemies and you got a lot of blood on you, that blood typically stayed on you all the way up until, like, I think the next, like, loading screen into the next level. And I thought that was really impressive. It was, and not only that, but from where the water slide portion of the game, where you're in essentially a sewer even still you have all the sewage and muck and everything on you as well until yeah. your next cutscene, and it really just drives home on the performance of how good a game can look oh for sure i i think 100 i think the most memorable part of this game is the pipe slide like that to me and i know all of us kyle i texted you first about it when i did it i was like holy shit that was that was fucking wild like there are there are moments in this game where I'm like I see the potential. I see a great game here. Now, the problems and I've I've worded it this way several times. You all are tired of hearing it, hearing this, but I'm going to say it for everybody to hear. 
There are things I like about this game that are done really well. The problem is, the things I dislike that we're about to get into, I fucking can't stand. I fucking hate them. And I yeah. feel like, Kyle, there's no better place to start than really the biggest fuck-up in this game, and that's the dodge mechanic. It's absolutely abysmal. I don't say this very often unless you're an all-time... All unless you've listened to all the episodes and you can tell me otherwise... Whoever designed that portion of the combat, you do not deserve to work in video games. I'm just going to say that as nicely as I can. I think that that was an incredibly stupid decision to make the left stick the dodging mechanic. Kyle, I'll let you pile on from there. Yeah, why the fuck would you make a dodge mechanic the same stick that you use to move? Because I, you know... I am so used to every other game dodging with either the circle button or the X button or, you know, anything that I'm actually pushing so that I know when I'm going to be dodging. But if I'm trying to actually move during combat, I fuck up a lot of my dodging because I'm trying to actually get away from enemies and I'm not like specifically holding left or right on the stick i'm usually holding you know it back or i'm trying to hold it a little bit forward so that way i can you know maneuver my way around the combat and i rarely ever you know i'm circling them like i'm in a fucking boxing ring uh the the dodge mechanic was probably the worst part of this game by i i i i have to agree that the things that are bad about this game, I hate them. Yeah, it's as, just a lot of the problems with the combat, you can trace back to the dodging. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, it's... it's I, I feel like there are moments in this game that are more unfair than any Souls game I've ever played. And we just got done with Elden Ring earlier this year with Melania. And we all we all know what was unfair about that fight. So... I'll give you an example, Matt. Our favorite, our favorite enemy, the fucking two head, the, the freaking two head, man. Because if if the arena that you fight this thing in is not is not unfair enough, the fact that I'm trying to think of the right way to say this as professionally as I can, the fact that it's not just a boss fight, it's everything to do with just the fact that one it's a two-phase fight it's treated as a boss fight the first time you face it and then you encounter it in the wild at least two more times is there a third time after that or is it just two times more after that did, did we ever figure uh, that out i i feel like that i fought that thing probably about four times like it, yeah, it, it felt like it showed up a lot it felt like it showed up a lot and it's like this is not proper use of a boss enemy and it doesn't make it any better when, in the last time you fight them, you throw a bunch of normal enemies in halfway through the fight. It's a bullet sponge, it's hard to dodge it, and it, it just felt like that was the whole point of this game, was to make every big enemy a bullet sponge. The two-head, yeah. I feel like, was absolutely an unfair enemy, and it boils down to my biggest issue within this combat, Matt. I don't like how slow-paced the combat is when the enemies are a million times faster than me. Yeah, that, that two-headed fight, which is actually kind of funny because this is before I learned that you could run. Or as you guys had said previously, you can call that a run. It's more like a, like a, a, like a light jog. It's a, it's, a brisk, it's a brisk walk. 
those those rooms that the and every time that you fought the two headed uh, enemy, the 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 rooms that they put you in are so tight spaced. Like I was lucky that I figured out a pretty good combination to fight him, which was um, dodge once, shotgun, dodge, shotgun, and that was pretty much you know my way to ch to cheap it out. Or I'm I'm gonna hoping that that's what everybody actually did. And then you know once you get him down to like halfway health, and then you uh, yeah. you have to melee him in order for him to stand back up, and then basically split himself apart. Which can I just say that I was honestly expecting him to turn into two enemies at one time. Well, here's the thing. Well, well, here's the stupid part is here's how poorly that mechanic was done. Kyle, you didn't even know what you were supposed to do because it didn't explain it. Exactly. I was doing that fight and I can't tell you how many times I died because I was, you know, shooting him when he went down because it didn't explain that you're supposed to go up and melee him. There was no indicator. There was no in the way i was supposed to know i just kept shooting him because i was thinking oh this is how i'm gonna do more damage because obviously my guns you know i've upgraded them a little bit more especially the skunk gun you know the shotgun i've upgraded them a little bit more than i have my melee weapon and i would be wasting mag after mag and he just never tore himself in half it wasn't until one time i ran out of ammo and i just started hitting him and then i was like oh that's what you're supposed to do it's honestly kind of disappointing to me as a Dead Space fan to see the same studio make a game like this yeah. that performs, you know, that or I wouldn't say performs this bad. I, I would say it's very sluggish, slow, and the combat is extremely clunky. I don't know that, like, even the combat being slow is, like, my biggest issue. I feel like it's just, if the combat's going to be slow, make the enemies match that. Make them a little bit more yes. methodical. Make them more slow. like Or give the player a little bit more control. I just feel like there are so many instances in this game where you are set up to fail because it's just not fair. I mean, let's. I don't want to talk like deep spoilers, but the final boss fight's another example, man. Like, Let's say it's a two-phase fight. It's not a two-head, but it's a two-phase fight. If you get to that second phase and you don't have a lot of health, guess what, buddy? You die, that's where you're spawning in. Yeah, that's what happened to me. You're spawning you're spawning in with minimal health if you can't get there without getting hit. And the dodge, the biggest issue with that, outside of just the awkward and the clunkiness of it, is that it, realistically, like it's not as simple as if you see an attack coming from the left, dodge to the right, or if you see an attack or vice versa, really. It's you have to read what direction the attack is coming from, in addition to what hand they're they're swinging at you. And even then, you might not get it right if you get the timing wrong. Like, you have to make split-second decisions, and it just doesn't... It feels like the enemies are a little too fast. That's what it boils down to. They're just a tad too fast. You slow them down a little bit, it becomes a little bit more fair, but it just... The combat... It isn't good. The guns feel good. I like how the guns feel in this game. I feel like they do really well. But, Thacker, I feel like you got to the end of this game, obviously, like, you know, at that point, I think me and... Kyle had already finished the game, and Matt was getting close as well. I'm pretty sure you probably felt the same, where you're just like, thank God this shit's over. No, I did. I, I, that final boss fight, I got to it, and I was like, oh. When they revealed exactly who the final boss fight was, I was like, well, that's kind of ass. It's It was so stupid. That was so stupid. I was like, that's ass. And then from there, seeing it into two faces, I'm like, I don't hate it. But it's still ass. Like, 
my biggest issue is if you have this many things going on in the game, especially for these bigger boss battles, such as the two head, the final boss, don't throw little enemies in there as well that are going to fuck up your like rhythm that you have. Yeah, I, I, I just, that to me is, that to me is the biggest bugaboo I have with games. If you're going to have a hard boss fight, giving them little minions as well, so stupid. I hate it. Especially when, like you guys were talking about with the two head, there's one part that I, I think it was the one you fight while in the colony. I died to that thing six, seven times because it threw one or two little guys in there and I'm like. This would be something easy, or at least a bit of a challenge, if you didn't throw those in there. But the second you throw those guys in there as well, it's like, the fuck am I supposed to do? Let the big guy hit me three times and kill me? Just to kill the little guy, or what? And when the, with the final boss fight, granted, the enemies they throw in there not only help a little bit, but there's just more annoyance than anything. Yep, and and I agree that like Matt brings up a good point that that's some of the only that's some of the only way to get health in those fights. But in those moments, I've very rarely even found myself thinking about them. They just felt like more of a nuisance than anything. So the combat, the combat in the game, I I will say because there was a tweet that Kyle shared earlier that said that you know when you when you finally get it down, it makes a little sense and the flow of combat isn't like terrible. But the problem is, I just feel like it takes forever to find its mark. And by the time it does, you're kind of just ready for this game to be over. So, before we round this episode out, I kind of want to talk about the other big issue in this game. And that's the story. The story in this game is very, very rough. And it, it, it border it, it, it's borderline uh, corny. It's borderline corny. Like, it's... I don't think that Josh Dumel does a bad job. I think he does a really good job with what he's given. I think, again, Karen Fukuhara is the star of the show as Danny. I think I don't know who Elias is voiced by, but I think he does a really good job as well. The story of this game is so predictable. It's very... it's there. There doesn't feel like there was much effort put into writing this because the quote-unquote twist that your character had something to do with Europa the entire time obvious from a mile away it's obvious from a mile away and it's even hinted at when you know you first team up with danny you go to the crash site and you find like that thing that he's like oh this is this is medical supplies and it doesn't really even show you what's in there it kind of just has them pick something up out of it and says oh that's medical supplies when it's not um it also does it the, the over-reliance on jump scares in the story as well, like when they keep bringing back Max, the character that dies in the beginning, annoying as all hell. It, it didn't work. It doesn't set up a good environment. And Kyle, I'm going to you for this to round us out because me and you both agreed this is the worst part of the story. The fact that all of this happened because, and I quote, we thought that this would be the next phase of human evolution. That is so fucking corny that's borderline cringy yeah that was really bad how many how many times have we heard that being the excuse like it i i think if you would have just had the warden be a madman and be like oh you know i just wanted to kill everybody 
It's better than... It's for the better of mankind so we can survive on Mars. But, like, here's the thing. What if you just kill everybody with the virus and you have nobody left? Like, that? nobody evolved. You know, like, you just, it's stupid. You, it's really, really dumb because they set up this whole... You know, they had, like, these other people who were, like, bigger than the Warden who are going to be, you know, I guess they're setting up for a sequel to have them in it. And the part at the end with the Warden was the worst. That was horrendously done. Fucking, uh, I hated that. Um, but yeah, this game's over-reliance on jump scares, pretty bad. Because at a certain point, they became so predictable I just knew they were coming when I hadn't even played the level. I'd just see it, and I was like, oh, hey, something's going to pop out of me right there. That body's going to get up. That vent's going to open. It it just wasn't it wasn't done well. When a company that made Dead Space 1 and 2, which are great in my opinion, I I was really disappointed by this. Yep. I think that Matt said it best before we got on here, and that's that what it comes down to is I'm not going to remember this game for very long. I'm just not. It's a very, very forgettable game. And I feel like it had a chance to be more. I feel like it had a chance to be more, and Thacker brings it up. I don't like the fact that the cliffhanger ending is just a setup for story DLC because, in my opinion, that just comes off as drip-feeding content all that comes off as it's really it's a it's also the fact this game is really light in terms of how long it takes to beat the game it's really really light it only took about i think nine to ten hours and i would have much preferred something closer to 15 to 20 so i and well i say that 15 to 20 hours of something that was better than this garbage so, so i mean let me make that clear so yeah callisto protocol a game that i've told a couple people i really i can't really recommend it unless you love the dead space games and even if you do love the dead space games there's no guarantee you love this because i just feel like what makes the dead space games great in a lot of other people's opinions is a lot of things that this game does not do well the combat's not very good the story's not interesting at all and it's very very poorly written i think that Again, the two leads really carry it to the finish line, but it's it's there's only so much they can do to keep this game up. I would say, despite the fact that I didn't like this game a lot, I'm sitting at about a seven out of ten, and I think that that's I think that's pretty fair. I think that we can all agree uh, that's pretty fair, and I think that the biggest issue once the Dead Space remake comes out, ain't nobody gonna be talking about this game. I know that I'm done talking about this game. So that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow no, us. <laughs> he said, but I hate this game. I will say, Damn. Replaying it on the hardest difficulty. I forgot about that. It, I did not know exactly how to feel about this game. And then replaying it on the hardest difficulty, on maximum security. That was the most game changing, ruling, game changing. I mean, just absolutely horrendous, <laughs> insanely difficult <laughs> two and a half minutes of my life because I hold the world's fastest <laughs> speed run. Hell no! Thank God! Thank God! It took you two and a half minutes. It took eight hey, man. It only, 
Hey, man, that's the fastest. That's got to be the fastest run through on maximum security ever, man. The fact they left that in the game is a fucking joke, too. <laughs> and the fact that all four of us beat the game on maximum security like that. Heavy air quotes around that. So, that joke aside, that is actually going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook at Side Mission Podcast. Same thing for TikTok. For all the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.